This is the M6P with your host, Andy Kirby. And Jared Mayo! Alright, so Jared, you're shouting because I told you that you sounded uh, <laughs> you sounded like you were missing that pep in your step. No, this is how I talk to you over text. <laughs> well, that, that is true. Yes, yes. In all caps, you're yelling at me. Yes, constantly. Yes, because you said that you had some eye surgery and you can't see that well. So if I type in caps, it's easier. Right, and so you're going to yell this whole time because you're typing in caps because of... Why, why was Jared yelling at you? Because I had eye surgery. Wait, are you saying you can hear okay? Uh, yeah, I'm fine. I can hear you. Uh, yeah. See, I'm just... When I text you, that's how I'm... I'm also yelling. No, I know when, that. No, everything, every text I read from you, I read it as if you were yelling. Let's see here. Uh, yes. Let me, let me uh, here, here, I'll read some texts from you, okay? Okay? Yes. I'll scroll back through Facebook to see if there's any news. And I wrote, cool, cool. And then you, you uh, texted me in your normal voice. You said, have you been reading Thor? Was hoping to ask you to give us a lead into the War of Realms that started. And then all of a sudden you were like, War of Realm 6 comes out tomorrow! Face with <laughs> tears! <laughs> no, it's been fun texting you. It's been, really, it's been really fun to imagine how your voice is. Yes, I've tried to make some alterations to be like, if I'm yelling this, he won't be upset that I'm yelling it like this. So <laughs> I've tried to coddle you as much as I can over text. I appreciate that. Yes, I did have eye surgery, and it has been taking a long time to heal. So um, did I tell you any of this, or did we talk about any of this on air? No, I don't believe so, but you were it was a bionic eye. Is that it, correct? It was my bionic eye that needed to be replaced, yes, yes. <laughs> No, uh, so I was going in for LASIK, hopefully, but they couldn't do LASIK, so they had to do something called PRK. Um, and they couldn't do LASIK because this here, they used every term they could except for Neanderthal brow and beady eyes. <laughs> <laughs> so they... That's really what it boiled down to. They like they were like, wow, this eye is so small. Oh, I can barely fit the equipment in there. It's, so I have teeny tiny eyes. And then when after they did the first eye, they went to the second one. And they were like, this one's even smaller. I'm like, okay, all right. <laughs> so, dude, so we get there. It's, it's a whole long story. But basically, I'll give you the highlights. They give you this volume, and they say, I have to watch you take this volume, right? And it's supposed to calm you down because they're going to, you know, they're jacking in your eye and everything with this like mandible that clamps it open sure well jackie took her volume because she got lasik and dude she was loopy in like two minutes <laughs> and i took mine and it never kicked in no yes <laughs> it never kicked in so i'm just like waiting the whole time i'm like is this is this how i'm supposed to feel like is this I, I'm fine. Should I be going into this with all my senses? Like, <laughs> with all my wits about me? Uh, so we did this, and they ended up doing the PRK, which they basically, they took away the top layer of the eye, uh, and then they did the laser, and then they had to wait to, to have it grow back. Uh, not the eye, the top layer. 
Mm. And so there was a lot of pain. They were like, now it's going to be uncomfortable. There's going to be a lot of discomfort for several days. Uh, your wife should be fine by tomorrow afternoon, but you're going to take two weeks. I was like, okay, that's fine. Well, man, doing two eyes at the same time, it, it, it's pretty rough. So it was a lot of, uh, a lot of tears, a lot of snot, uh, just because of how much pain there was. Um, it was sad because I had it done on a Wednesday, and then Thursday, Wednesday, the end of the day, there was no pain. But Thursday, there started to be pain, and then Friday, there was just so much pain. Um, I couldn't keep my eyes open. Uh, basically, I just had to keep them shut for two days straight. And um, that was my last day at work. And my employees, my team, they decided to throw me like a going away party and everything. And so I'm sitting there talking to them with my eyes closed like, oh, yeah, I'm so sorry. Then, you know, it's just like tears running down my face and everything. (laughs) And like they're all crying. And then. (laughs) But you're just in pain. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So. um Anyway, uh, a ton of ton of changes, man. We got the eye surgery. They actually haven't healed yet. Um, one of them's looking pretty good. The other one, um, I got to go back in. I might not have to. I might have to get a touch up done on this eye, which they say is not normal. So, hmm. is it because they're so small? I don't know. I don't know why. Like I go, I went to the doctor, and she was like, "Oh, we're picking up a an astigmatism." And I said, "Yes, yes." I went in. To this procedure with that she was like right but i fixed it but it's still there and i was like mm. oh my goodness she was like so you're gonna be around for the next couple months i said yeah she was like we may have to do a touch-up i was like oh, oh, oh my word <laughs> so i got that uh appointment on friday and yeah so anyway. so how much can you see now like from zero to ten where would you say you are on the left eye i'm at about an eight if if wearing contacts was a ten, then my left eye is about an eight. My right eye is about a five. Oh, yeah. And they're supposed to be—they're both supposed to be about tens when you finish with this surgery. Yes. Yeah. So at first they were like, "Okay, well, it's going to take you two weeks to recover your eyesight to where it it should be." And then when I went in after two weeks and they, you know, they do the whole eye exam thing. Is this better? Four, five, one, two, better, same, same, (laughs) you know, uh, after that, they were like, yeah, you, yeah, you're not there yet. You know, you could heal up to six months. You could see improvement. I was like, I thought you said two weeks. Yeah. So that's the difference between LASIK and PRK. So. And can your wife see? Oh yeah. She's good. She's good. Okay. So she can lead me around by the hand. I was gonna say, how are you driving? The I'm I'm driving. I, I couldn't drive for a long time, probably for a, a full week and a half. Um, but now I'm driving okay. I just, you know, I'm like any other old person out there on the road. Apparently, do you have uh, an eye patch? Uh, no, no. But I have been practicing my pirate talking just in case. Arr. Arr, the war of the realms. <laughs> <laughs> so what's new with you, man? Oh, gosh, we haven't recorded for like two months, you know? I, I know, I'm so sorry. It's been a while. 
No, I mean, if you're blind, it's kind of hard to set up the, the microphone. It's true. It's complicated. Yeah. No, I, I mean, we've been on vacation. We got to go to Myrtle for a week. And that was, that's my, that's my place. So that was awesome. How come you didn't text me pictures of you and your Speedo this time? Because you couldn't see. Oh, that's true. Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't think I should zoom in or enlarge, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I might be at the borderline edit that. <laughs> so that you could see. <laughs> No, we had a good time. We had a, a blast, and then um, just been like I'm working on being becoming a certified personal trainer. I personally, oh, right. I, right now, I do train people, but I don't have a piece of paper that says he knows what he's doing. Sure, right. So I'm working on getting that piece of paper that says he's legit. <laughs> so that's kind of what piece of paper, on. and it's laminated. <laughs> totally, I'm gonna frame it and laminated. Put- room <laughs> well cool what's the process for doing that uh, it's a big thick 800 page book and study questions and quizzes and a final and wow. gotta go get to first aid and CPR trained so I let my I let it lapse I used to have it when I was a teacher and I let it lapse so now I have to go back and get the full thing even though I could probably teach it so that's what's going on at the Mayo household. And your your lovely bride, she's doing well? Oh, yeah. Yep, we are getting ready to do spring cleaning now that it's summer. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, we just, our, our community is having a garage sale, so we decided now we got to do it. We got to get rid of some of this stuff we don't So need. you're not doing it because you have a baby on the way? No. No, 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 totally, 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 we are 100 in that, that field. We are 100 what, what does that mean? We are 100% not having a baby. Oh, man, that's sad. I got, you want one? I mean, I got one. I was getting ready to say you have like 38. Yeah, I can give you one. I can, yeah, so, you know, we We actually... We had six, and we transitioned that same day that uh, I was crying uh, for my eyes. That we had one move out to another family, so so I got one less now. Okay. <laughs> well, you might want to say that you do foster care. Yes. Yes. I thought, <laughs> like, I thought that was eh, like, thought one of my that. kids. Is just like I can't do this anymore. I'm out. <laughs> you go to a different house now. I'm eight old deuces. <laughs> <laughs> Yep, so we had one move on, so uh, it's been a little bit different around the house, you know, minor adjustment. We had uh, her for about six months, so. Well, you had a teenager, though, in, in the midst of all children under 12, is that right? Well, she was 11, oh. but I have, I have a teenager. I have no. a, bi- a biological teenager. No. Yeah, oh yeah, Felicity's 14. <gasps> 14 yes holy cow and Deidre's now in youth group junior high youth group your kids are so old <clears throat> I know I tell you wow. it's crazy man that it doesn't seem like it's been that long so we've been doing this podcast coming up on what nine years in August is that cor- correct is it nine or is it ten? Oh, it might be ten 
Yeah, it might be 10. Yeah. Wow. A decade of doing this podcast. <laughs> so, yes, it's been a while. So that means that Felicity was four when we started? I remember your girls were playing with superhero squad figures, and they would make Black Cat. Uh, and Captain America date. That's who it was, yes. Yeah, because of the old 90s Spider-Man <laughs> Secret Wars, the last two episodes. Wow, maybe we'll have to do like a 10-year review or something. Oh my goodness, man. My word. has it? I, that's, that's amazing that it's I, I kind of snuck up on me. 10 years. It's spectacular. It's extraordinary. It's, it's amazing. Wow. It's all new. It's all different. <laughs> and you still don't have any kids in those 10 years. No. No, we talked about foster care at one point for like three minutes. Yeah. And that's about as far as we got. Oh, well, I mean, I would think that Jennifer has the skinny on that. Well, see, the thing is I'm fine with doing foster care, but she says that she would have a problem giving them back. Oh, sure. Oh, yeah. And ultimately, we don't want children to live here. Just <laughs> to, 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 Not living here. No, yeah, we they can stay, but we don't want them to live, and so that goes against like in the face of everything that we want. So, you know, like foster care, the whole point is to get them back to their family, right? Yeah, yeah, but or that's, she she doesn't know that. But well, okay, let's talk about you, Mister. We've had three, and we've decided to keep two. <laughs> I don't think you understand how foster care works. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta be careful what I say here, but yes, you're right. You're right. Yes. If yes. you live with the Kirby's, you have a high probability of never leaving. <laughs> <laughs> Don't go stay at their house; you'll never leave. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a horror movie, but it's probably like the best thing ever. There's if a I... lot of laughing in our horror movie, you know. Oh my gosh, I bet I would love to live in the Kirby home if I was oh a little. It's so it's so loud. It's so loud. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I'm like, Ellie, do you understand? Do you know why I can't hear mom when she's talking to me in the car? It's because you sit on my right hand side when we play Mario and I'm losing my hearing. <laughs> Constantly asking my kids, who are you yelling at? Oh, sorry. Just right here. <laughs> it's insane. It's crazy. Anyway, it's great to talk to you. Yeah, it's been a while, man. I know. I know. Ugh, stupid eye surgery. So we're going to be going up. We're going to be visiting Pennsylvania. Uh, we're going to be leaving on July 4th. We'll be up there for a week. That'll be fun. Um, are you all done all your travels for this summer? No. This weekend I'm going to Milwaukee for a comic show. And then I've got, uh, what do I have in July? I think I have Pittsburgh in July. And then August I have one, I think, three or four in august so wow. it's ramping up <clears throat> pittsburgh in july it's like a poem well i don't know that poem <laughs> i'm not sure i knew that <laughs> well anyway uh do you want to do you want to hit it you want to get started let's go all right this is the m6p is a p- comic book podcast uh you can visit our website at the m6p.com uh, you can email us at m6, uh, m6plc at gmail.com, and you can look us up on Twitter at uh, the M6P. You can follow us on all social media, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, the Twitter, 
all those things under the M6P. You can even be a part of our show by giving us a call at 616-755-TINA. And I think there's another way to contact us that I'm leaving out. Facebook, all the social medias, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, call us. I don't know. I think that's it, right? I think we're good. If not, go back and listen to the last episode. That'll tell you more. That'll tell you more. Yeah, we knew a whole lot more back then. <laughs> right. In our older <laughs> age, it's more difficult. Right. We can't. I mean, we've been doing this show for 10 years. I mean, Right. Ugh. <laughs> so we are sponsored by dcb service discount comic book service dcbservice.com the best place on the internet to get all your single issues of your favorite comic books 40 percent off on marvel titles yes they tell us don't say 40 percent off on all books because not all of them but those smaller publishers might have less but marvel you can get 40% off. Order them. Go there. You order them two months in advance. They get the best volume discounts and uh, 40% off right to you. Their sister site, In Stock Trades, InStockTrades.com. Uh, any orders over 60 bucks, free shipping. And it's exactly what it sounds like. Trades that are in stock. Just this week, I got my order from Discount Comic Book Service. Ordered three trade paperbacks. They were 50% off each. And they come bundled like you would not believe. It's some sort of foam that is fit directly to the book's proportions that fits exactly like it should in the box. Best shipping I think I've ever received. It was amazing. That is true. Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. So check them out, dcbservice.com. We're also sponsored by Community Retail Partnership. You can check them out at crpsavings.com. We're sponsored by michaelwebsolutions.com. And lastly, themarvelousbox.com. For $25 a quarter, you get over $100 worth of Marvel graphic novels delivered right to your front door. Perfect. So, tonight, we are going to talk about the War of Realms. Gong. Yep. And so, uh, it should be very interesting, you know? War of the realms, I guess. I don't know. I mean, so how do you want to do this? I mean, we and we did you pick out some Tinas? Are we going to see the, the return of the Tina Awards? Tina has returned. Nice. Okay, so we're going to review the first five issues. Uh, we're just going to talk about them. You know, nothing super formal or anything like that. Do you want to kind of divide up the issues or go through them together at the same time? Do you want to take like issues two and three and four and five, go to me, or how do you want to do that? How about I take two and four and you take one, three, and five? Okay. I knew. I knew it. I knew you were going to do that to me. Or no. No, that's fine. I'm just teasing. I wrote wrote little little blurbs on all of them. Did you? Okay. I was going to do that, and then I had an unexpected meeting for my... uh, this guy who flew in from Houston. I was I was in the middle of typing, and all of a sudden he was like, "You know what? Let's meet." And I was like, "Oh no! <laughs> why? Why? What are we doing?" All right. So, War of the Realms number one, written by Jason Aaron, and uh, <laughs> drawn by Russell Dodderman. Uh, is that how you say his name? Right? Yeah. Sure. Sure. Yes. All right. So the War of the Realms has been going on for some time, and it's basically Malekith against thor and uh number one we jump right in now let me disclaimer here i have not been reading thor i assume you're not you haven't been reading thor right 
I've not. Okay, so we have a broken Bifrost, and Odin is all sad, and things are all torn up and everything. Uh, and basically, this war's been going on for a while, from what I understand. But now it's starting to spill over into the final realm of Midgard, which is Earth, right? Yes. But they go and they try, these assassins try to assassinate Odin, and they stab him up, something fierce. But all of, the, uh, all of Thor's people are living in New York. So that's crazy. They don't live in Asgard anymore. So they seem to get banished to America all, <laughs> you know, quite often, right? In New York, right. at that. <laughs> right, but I think Missouri was the other place, right? Yeah, yeah. Those were the days. Remember when the Asgardians were in Missouri? Oh, no. my. Were they, <laughs> were they in uh, Missouri or Kansas? I thought it was... Are they no. really that different? <laughs> wow, wow. I, I don't know. That seems, that seems very uh, insulting to our listeners. No, no, I've been to both. I've, I've been to both. I've, I've seen them all. <laughs> so, bloodied Loki shows up to uh, Thor and he says, Hey, uh, things are bad and Malekith's taken over and we need you, Thor. And uh, basically the assassins attack him. And he says, Loki, take me immediately to Malekith. And he says, I don't know if I can do it. And he's like, okay, I'll do it. And they disappear and they show up in Jotunheim which is the realm of the frost giants now uh apparently he was pretending to be dead or and it wasn't even him it was malekith himself is that true yeah okay so it wasn't loki it was malekith himself and basically he ambushed thor and got him to be have to fight all these uh frost giants and then malekith left so i don't really understand what's going on he didn't want to fight him he wanted somebody else to fight him i guess but then we jump to all these heroes, and things just start going nuts in New York. Spider-Man and Doctor Strange, and pretty much all the terrors of all eight other realms start spilling into the streets of New York. Uh, you see the Punisher, you see Frost Giants, these assassins, Daredevil, um, you know, giants looking into building skyscrapers. We have Iron Man and Carol Danvers and Black Panther and Blade and She-Hulk all fighting uh, everybody. Oh, wait, I left out. Who's the new uh, the Ghost Rider? Whatever his name is. Rodriguez, right? Yes, Robbie Rodriguez. Robbie Rodriguez and Cap and everybody. And they're all just fighting in the streets. Basically, it's a ton of fighting in this issue. Uh, Malekith and his... What are they called? I guess it, he calls them the Lords of Midgard. The new Lords of Midgard come through... And it's a troll, and it's that... The guy in the suit... I, I was still reading um, Thor when he showed up originally. It's Enchantress, and then this guy in the suit... Um, he was like a, a minotaur, a shape-shifting minotaur that like is head of Ro- a CEO of Roxxon. Yeah. Uh, and then some really hairy troll-looking guy with a giant green diaper. That's Olek. Olek. And who is that? He's a bad guy of Thor's. Okay, okay. And then, like, Curse and the Queen of Cinders from the Burning Place, which isn't hell, they said. Uh, So they're all showing up, and then, you know, all the heroes face off against them in great X-Men fashion where they're all lined up against their enemies. But the big thing here is that 
Loki, the real Loki, shows up and his dad, who is the Frost Giant, the king of the Frost Giants, uh, he bites him in half. That's terrible. Did you see this coming? No. It's pretty gross, too. And, you know, we'll talk about the art, I'm sure, but uh, Dodderman, he does a lot of these um, sound effects in the background in big scrolling letters. And this one, you can see the eyes of the Frost Giant King very, uh, like, halfway closed and all this blood squirting out and Loki's legs squirting out. And the background behind his head is the words crunch and so he basically eats and bites his son in half uh and then thor shows up no no thor does not show up we cut to thor fighting the giants and he's saying send more giants send more giants and he's just killing them all and that is the end of issue one that was just uh, a train ride you know that was a train all- wreck or a train ride? A train ride? No, it was great. I thought the first issue was wonderful. There are you a- serious? I oh. can't tell if you're being serious. Are you and I going to disagree? <laughs> you don't like War of Realms? <laughs> Do you... Did you... Okay, let's talk about... Should we go through all of them and then... Or should we just talk about this issue? What do you want to do? We Yeah, we'll just hit the issues and then we can kind of culminate the only thing about this one i would did want to say is spider-man seems really annoying oh super super annoying it makes me so happy that jason aaron never wrote him right like who who is this guy in the spider-man mask because my spider-man doesn't talk like this oh it's awful now what you what did you think about the art in this i i think he should draw every marvel book i love this art are you serious oh, oh no. my goodness you didn't like it either no Ah. Uh. What didn't you like? There's some... Maybe it's the color palette, so that's obviously not Dodderman. Um, I didn't like the color palette, but the way, like, the angles of the designs and everything, it's just... It's gross. It's gross. (laughs) Give me crisper lines. I don't need to see this much detail. Um, I didn't like the layouts. It, It seemed like he was doing some stuff in focus, some stuff out of focus. Some stuff was crisp, some stuff was not... But even this this uh, picture of Spider-Man, right? Like, mm-hmm. it's way more pencil-y than... I want my heroes to stand out as heroes. I don't want to look at it and say, um, you know, what's the tone they're setting here? Are we not, are we not supposed to know that... I, I mean, are the lines blurry? Um, are some people good, sort of? Or, like, I, I think that the tone of the book and the art should match... You know, this is good, this is evil. Um, and so if you're going to make anybody blurry, make the, make the bad guys blurry. Make them sketchy, you know? I don't know. I don't know. I, I may, I'm obviously reading too much into it. But I didn't like how, the, how he did the focus and the layouts and the backgrounds and how some stuff was in focus and stuff, some stuff was out of focus. I didn't like that at all. I'd rather everything in focus. I'm not watching a movie. What? You know? I think everything was fine. I think it's your eyes. Because <laughs> this was, I was like, is this Steve McNiven? Who is this drawing this book? Because this is. You strange. thought this was Steve McNiven? I wasn't sure who it was. I was like, it's not quite Steve McNiven with some of his. He has some thicker lines, and uh, some of his per, his proportions are much different than this guy's. But it was is up there. He, this is a fantastic artist. 
Oh my goodness! I I'm just so surprised. Like I know we disagree, but my goodness, no, this is this is not my cup of tea. All I was reading this, I was like, if this is your event right now, wouldn't you want your best artist on it? And uh, apparently, some people do think he's the best. I mean, I I, I had no idea that you were gonna like this art. Nope. I really didn't. I I think. I think a lot of it is the color palette, like you said. It is very. It looks a lot different than Secret Invasion or or Civil War. It, it definitely has a different color palette. You know, and I kept I kept kind of reflecting on this and comparing it to uh, Fear itself, which that was crisp art. The story was garbage, but I mean mm-hmm. that was very much a. I, I I don't know if it has to do with. Thor's art being not the cleanest and Iron Man's art being a whole lot of angles and everything because Iron Man was kind of the the main one of the main characters in Fear Itself. You know, with mm. this, he's not. Um, I thought the, the designs for the individuals were cool, but the art was not necessarily cool. So these assassins with the hair and the masks and everything, I thought that was a cool design. I just, the heroes seem so plain. Like, they just seem like they're wearing, you know exterior underwear you know daredevil just looks awful um people's faces they look so gaunt and pale well how would you look if a bunch of frost giants were in your city might be a little pale (laughs) maybe a little cold uh you know but she hulk i mean i i i just didn't like this art i didn't like the proportions of the individuals i didn't like the faces i didn't like the hair i'm very surprised that you did Yep, I did. I'm borderline offended. What? No, I'm, well, no, I'm just joking. Sounds like you're pretty triggered. No, I <laughs> let it go. <laughs> well, so my first line for issue two was uh, great visuals. <laughs> <laughs> wow. issue, issue two, basically three-fourths of issue two is just fighting. It's fight, 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 fight. And I thought it was awesome. Uh, it wasn't bogged down with a bunch of unnecessary dialogue. There was there was discussion, and there was it, it just seemed like it had the right balance of discussion and talking and exposition, but also just getting into the nitty gritty and showing us what this is like with all these different hordes coming onto Earth and our heroes in various uh, situations fighting these bad guys. Just it was just a fight, fight, fight. Um, after they let let. Uh, let off of some of the fighting, uh, we see that Odin has appeared, and it turns out he has not perished uh, from issue one when it looked like he did pass away. Uh, and he appears also with the Valkyries in tow. He's got probably 50 Valkyries with him, and they are coming to save and help out the heroes. Uh, meanwhile, Doctor Strange performs a spell to remove all civilians uh, from the area to keep them protected and send them to Avengers Tower. But it turns out that his spell is stronger than he anticipated, and it also sends back the heroes to Avengers Tower. While they're there, the Valkyries are left to fight Malachis' horde alone in New York City, and the main Valkyrie, Brunhilde, is killed by Malachith as he stabs her through the heart. And that is how issue two ends. Okay, well... <laughs> What did you think of this one? I just told you. No, you just told me what happened in it. It was great. I told you how much I love the fighting and how it balanced it perfectly. With, I don't with, think I don't think that this is balanced at all. 
I think it's all needless fighting. Need? Oh my! What are you a soccer mom? No. <laughs> well, I don't like that? my kids to read comic books with fighting in it. No, but I mean, it's just like I, I don't know. When, whenever I think about this, it's just like okay, so just I think about the common people, right? It's all these heroes fighting, and like the common man is either thinking. Oh my goodness, I'm so scared because the whole world is falling apart. This is going to change my life forever. Or they're thinking, those heroes again. Goodness, like if we didn't have any heroes, we wouldn't have this. They're not saving us from anything. Sure, but who wants to read that? But it just, it makes no sense to me that, I mean, I didn't find anything appealing about this issue. (laughs) Like reading it was torture. (laughs) I just loved it. it. It harkened back to some of those old... Uh, crossovers and like um, Mutant Massacre or Extinction Agenda, where there would be just pages of fighting. These, that's what superheroes do. The good guys fight the bad guys, and so often in comic books today, that doesn't happen. There's just pages and pages of sitting around and talking and thinking and and self reflection. <laughs> and you're like, could you could you blast off a Sentinel's arm? Could you punch somebody in the face? And this one just took that up and showed us why the heroes are heroes because they're punching the bad guys <laughs> you crack me up <laughs> that's the stuff I like I like the self-reflection I don't like this stuff to be too far-fetched like it doesn't it doesn't make sense to me that there is some like <clears throat> it's just a mishmash of everything right Andy, Andy these are elves coming to earth to fight ladies on flying horses right don't do that on earth no. It doesn't it doesn't make any sense. Go somewhere else and fight those flying horses. I don't even know you anymore. Who No, are... when when have I when have I ever liked something like this? Dude, we're talking about a comic book. No, I know, but it's like what I want to read is okay, well how are they gonna get out of this? Not just like, okay, I need to swing a bigger sword. Okay, we need to get like you know, there's no there's no thought. It's just okay, let's all fight. You know, like you're saying that they're sitting down and thinking. But really, I mean, when you read Civil War and it was like, okay, what are we going to do? Like, we have to think about how we're going to uh, react to this. We have to think about, like, what is best for the people? Um, You know, are we going to take a stand? Are we not going to take a stand? I mean, obviously, that was more political because it was centered around legislation. But this is just like, all right, we're going to kill everybody we can and... uh, you know, I, I just when you have thousands of bad guys coming at you, you don't. This isn't Saved by the Bell. You can't say time out and everything freezes and y'all can discuss. You've got giants and creatures coming at you. You you don't have time to just sit around and make a plan and you you fight. You're fighting for your life and you're fighting to save all these civilians. So did, did you think you were gonna like this before you read it? I was very on the fence. Because Thor isn't uh, one of my like main guys, you know. I, I'm not really big into the Asgardian stuff. And then I saw the cover of one of the issues where it's Captain America in a parka. I, oh my gosh, what is this going to be? <laughs> but I was pleasantly surprised, and I'm really digging this. <clears throat> wow, I am I am just blown away. And you are hating it because there's no sitting around talking. Yes. No, I just think it's so weird. It, it doesn't make any sense to me. And the art is so 
I don't like the art. And the cover art is even bad. I don't like Art, art Adams' cover art on this either. Yeah. All right, issue three. Issue three. All right. So basically, it's a rescue for Thor, right? That's what they're trying to do. Yeah. They have to mount this rescue for Thor, and then Daredevil becomes um, the keeper of the Bifrost, which is the you know what Heimdall was doing. And so I thought that was interesting take, but it was extremely preachy, um, just like very unnecessarily self-reflective. Uh, <laughs> now they're talking too much. No, but. <laughs> No, Marvel cannot win with Andy. (laughs) (laughs) I knew you were going to say something about that. But it's like he's just monologuing for the sake of monologuing. Matt Murdock doesn't do that. Who are these characters? Right? And so he can see, the blind guy can see everything now. And he can, so, and then it's like Daredevil, the god without fear. And I don't know. And then Jane Foster shows up and apparently she's a tough, tough guy. So, uh... We have Luke Cage, Iron Fist, Captain America, Spidey in a stupid helmet, just to emphasize how ridiculous he is, and Logan uh, going to save Thor. Uh, they run into some trouble, obviously, in other parts of the world. There's more fighting. Um, Punisher gets together his a group of assassins and starts taking everybody out with Blade and uh, She-Hulk and Rodriguez. Uh I thought it was very interesting how they use him, uh, Punisher, in this. He is not a character I would say, okay, yeah, we're doing a Thor crossover. Let's make sure we use Punisher, right? Well, it's it's really everyone that is being affected by it, and so that's why they went with that. Right. You can see that. I mean, that's why Wolverine and Iron Fist and Luke Cage are there, too. And then also, you know, Union Jack and Black Knight. It's Gorilla Man and Brew. Everybody. <laughs> you know? Yes. Um, <clears throat> I thought the art here um, of Malekith was very good. And I don't know what the difference is. <laughs> like, it doesn't it doesn't seem as scratchy and pencil-y, you know, sketch pad as it, it did before. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, we do see these heroes dead in the street. And you were talking about uh, Union Jack and everybody. Black Knight. Which, man, his face in this picture is just awful. Anyway. <laughs> he got beat and up. The, the Hulk Vereen and Avengers and Deadpool. You know, all fighting. So basically, it's still more fighting. There's nothing that happens in this in this issue. Um, except that Iron Man is working on some sort of thing. Vibranium uh, type ore to make a new suit. And we don't know exactly what he's doing. He's got a cool shirt on. But everybody is coming to attack now Avengers Mountain in the Arctic Circle. And so I think this, the whole point of this issue is that the war is going beyond New York. It's going all over. It's in Atlantis. It's in Europe. It's in Australia. Um, they're fighting everybody. And so the situation is much more dire, right? Mm-hmm. That's what we're supposed to get out of this issue. And then we go back to uh, rescue... Thor, it's just all over the place. Um, Venom gets captured, and apparently it's a big deal now because they just introduced, like, the god of all the symbiotes in, in, in the Venom book. So apparently that, like, that didn't make any sense to me. Okay, if they suddenly introduce the god of the symbiote, there has always been a god, and, ev- and everybody, every single 
species in this has their own god. So why are they talking about the god of the symbiote rather than, you know, the god of Daredevil or something like that? You know what I mean? Like they're emphasizing, oh, what would your god say? It doesn't matter. Like, why would you pick out him just because the comic book readers recently found out that? Like, it doesn't make any sense. I don't like it. I know. you. I think you just you wore your Krabby Pants today. Uh, it's just when I was reading this, I was like, what are we doing? So anyway, then we finally see <laughs> Thor, and he's going crazy, and he has killed a ton of giants, and his arm was ripped off, and his hammer is all <laughs> is crumbly. And that's the end of uh, this. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was a great issue. <laughs> so so you thought issue two and issue three were both better than issue one? Uh, I don't know. I think issue two was probably my favorite. But How could you tell the difference? They're all the same. Just a bunch of fighting. No, a lot happened in this issue. You had Freya. She grouped them into various groups and sent them off to do various things. We got to see Heimdall work with Daredevil and Daredevil experience something cosmic and otherworldly we got to see these other fringe care even like fringe fringe characters like the hulk marine and and deadpool and and you know how they're now in europe working with captain marvel and then just when you know you think daredevils and and heimdall like they're gonna save the day the dark elves show up and they get overwhelmed and, and destroys that part of the bifrost and then Freya, where she is with her group, she sees that the Bifrost is destroyed, so then they have to turn from, you know, originally they were trying to destroy the Dark Bifrost, because that's what Malekith, how Malekith was traveling, because he destroyed the regular Bifrost, now they have to protect it, because that's their only chance to get home, and that's the only way that they'll survive, so it was, things kind of turned on their heads in this issue. You did a much better job summarizing that issue than I did. Well done. Well, no, no I, and I wasn't trying to summarize. I was just trying to hit on the points that... No, no, no that, that's not. very good. Because, I mean, like, to me, when I was reading it, I was just like, okay, good, more fighting. All right, yeah. <laughs> I didn't see any of what you're talking about. I mean, I read the same issue as you, but it's basically like, okay, there was more that happened than what I realized. I just, I have this mental picture of you... Sitting on the couch, slumped over, reading this issue with like a cigar in your hand, even though you don't smoke. And <laughs> as soon as you finish this, you're like, ah, this sucked. And you throw it across the room and you burn your cigar on your arm. Like you're just so upset. <laughs> <laughs> I finally got a chance to read five comics in a row and they were this. <laughs> just throwing them across the room. <laughs> well, hey, no, seriously, that was a good, that was a good summary. So I <laughs> Well so issue four kinda of, I mean issue three for me at least it left me kind of on the brink because I thought they were gonna go with they were gonna have the heroes were gonna have to take down Thor because he's in this berserker rage, you know? That didn't happen though. Uh, Captain America's team returns with Thor while other groups also arrive with their reinforcements from the various realms. Freya now controls the bitter blade and thus controls the dark Bifrost, and she sends her teammates to gather the reinforcements while she defends the Bifrost alone. Odin awakes to find that Freya has been left alone to defend herself. Malekith shows up in Svartalheim and wounds Freya using the Venom symbiote which he now controls. Just as it looks like she is about to die, Odin appears in a new armor built by Iron Man, and together through many romantic words to each other, they destroy the Dark Bifrost. Meanwhile, back on Midgard, Thor recovers and prepares to lead the heroes into battle. And I like this issue, too. (laughs) 
this I Yeah. I I don't know what else to say. I mean, do we really need Odin in Iron Man armor? No, we didn't we didn't need that. That was just kind of a a visual thing. But I did enjoy and you probably hated it though because I enjoyed it. But Odin and Freya, I love them battling together and just being like, you know, this is so romantic. I love you so much. This is so cool how we're just like we're going to go out together. But I love you and I can't wait to kiss you and see you on the other side. And they're just mowing these guys down. I I did like that. You did? You did? Yes, I did. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's a win. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, Issue so five. what is what is your take on, on I almost said Jodie Foster, what is your take <laughs> on Jody Jane, Foster. Jane with this? I don't understand what her whole part is, like, I thought she's she, got no superpowers, right? She was great in the panic room, and uh, Silence of the Lambs, those were probably my two favorites with her. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah, Jane Foster, uh, I mean, Freya, before she went to Svartalheim, she made her basically the ruler of Asgard, the the All-Mother. So I think that's why she now has some sort of significance in the story. What did you think about Thor having the Destroyer's arm? Uh, I, I think it's, again, one of those visual things that uh, Marvel is very much about throw things against the wall uh, because we'll eventually just fix it later. And this is just one of those. I, what did you think? I thought it was cool. I mean, I thought, it, you know, like, if his arm got ripped off, then he would take a, a different one. I mean, yeah, I was fine with it. I thought it was cool. I thought it would have been sweet if he would have walked over to Bucky and just ripped his arm off. <laughs> you know, that would have been sweet. Yeah, I guess that's What's true. he going to What is the Winter Soldier going to do to Thor? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. Nothing. Okay. All right. So, issue five. Let's see, where are we at here? Issue five. Issue five. All right, so basically it's where they start uh, fighting back. And so Daredevil has this monologue about screams and how he can hear everything. But really, he's telling Thor to look at the seed and where the new uh, tree of the realms um, has been... What is it? What is it called? Ig- Igrasil? Ig- Igudrasil? Yeah. The world tree. Uh, it's growing out of the star now. And so Thor has to go figure out why that is. Um, all these groups start to fight back and the t- tide starts to turn. Uh, Punisher comes with his light elves and they start blowing people away and mowing them down. <laughs> Basically, the tides are turning and we are winning. You see... Um, you know, so one thing that Jason Aaron likes to do is put heroes in different like outlandish situations and so he does a good job of that with Doctor Strange leaning out of the car mm-hmm. with the axe just killing people uh, you know spider working with the spider-man working with those giant spiders um, so you, you get to see some of that and then you get again gorilla man and brew uh, running away and K- Kazar or Kazar which is it I've always said Kazar Kazar uh, fighting, and I liked Augur and the Minotaur. For some reason, the art looked a lot better in this issue. I don't know if it was less rushed, or if now I'm just getting used to it, or what's going on. But we see Jane 
picking up one of the old hammers, one of the old uh, broken down weapons. Um, we see the <laughs> these people, goodness gracious, Shang-Chi and the Winter Soldier and Hawkeye on horses and they're going to bring back um, uh, what are they called? <laughs> the agents of Atlas, like we need them. <laughs> goodness gracious. And then we see Captain America fighting. You know, it's just all these groups all over the world fighting back. So a bunch of needless fighting is what I see. <laughs> needless violence that little Timmy doesn't need to see. <laughs> uh, Volstag is controlling the destroyer armor. Things are going well for everybody. And then Thor shows up uh, to save the day with Thunder as its war cry. He's got the destroyer arm. And Malekith where are you hiding? Uh, but And this is what I didn't understand, okay? So maybe I'm... Please tell me, how is he in the tree burning and fighting at the same time? Well, at the top of those pages, it would say... says now, and then it says a few hours ago or something like that. Okay, so it's, we're, we're seeing time flashes? Okay. Yeah. Sorry. That's okay. So, but I guess now he is in the sun, right? And he's burning. Um, and I, I just, I don't understand what he's doing in the sun. What is happening? Yeah, that was hard for me I to understand exactly. Like, I can visually see it, but, like, I don't think Thor can be in the sun but I, I believe it has something to do with the when he had thrown his hammer in there, and that's where pieces of it are. So the possibility of maybe issue six will have Mjolnir put back together. Oh, okay. All right. And then we see Jane Foster. Um, oh, before that, Malekith has at Stonehenge... Um, the Odin and uh, Freya detained with all these assassins around there and he stabs Odin and only he's trying to taunt Thor to come and attack Uh, and then we switch to Jane she says there must always be a Thor and sometimes there must even be more than one and she slams down the, uh, the broken hammer and weapon that she had picked up and then that is where it ends. All this power and fire, and she's transforming, I, I assume. So I guess this is Jason Aaron's kind of kiss goodbye to his entire run on Thor, on how Jane became Thor as well, right? That's how it looks. So, so yeah. So this is issue five. Um, <laughs> I, issue six comes out tomorrow. And what we're going to try to do is going to try to record about issue six and place it on the back end of this um, and kind of say, All right, did it turn out okay? Did it not turn out okay? So, but what did you think about this issue? I liked it. I like the, I, it was visual candy for me. The, the, the fighting and seeing the heroes in different, uh, different groupings together. Uh, the one part that stuck out was visually when they're going through the various characters like Hawkeye and Shang-Chi together, 
there's a blurb at the bottom right that says Hercules and Moon Knight in battle or whatever. And there's no visual of that. They're just letting us know, I guess. Yeah, I know. I saw that. I was kept looking on the page for <laughs> Moon Knight. I was like, where's Moon Knight? I love that guy. Like maybe my issue is missing a, a box or something. I don't know. But that would have been cool to see Hercules with his man bun with Mark Spector just kicking some ice butt or something. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know, man. This th- these issues are doing nothing for me. Yeah, I, you're you're not loving it, and that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> I just keep thinking. I think back to the other crossovers that we had, and like some I've liked and some I haven't liked. But the ones that like this feels like you know AVX. Like what was that for? It was or no, actually, it feels like Inhumans versus X Men. IVX. Now that that's saying something because that was terrible. Terrible, yeah, and it really hurt me when I started sitting down and thinking. I think Fear itself was better than this. No, Fear itself, it seemed like there was more at stake. Andy, you you be quiet. (laughs) (laughs) You washed your mouth out with soap. (laughs) You don't think so? Like when you were reading Fear itself, when Juggernaut was heading toward wherever, like when he got. Uh, I it's been so long. I, I I can't even remember. All of a sudden, Juggernaut got, got this power, and he starts marching toward wherever the heroes are. I was thinking to myself, "Oh my goodness, how are they going to stop him?" This the whole time I'm thinking, "Oh, how much more ridiculous can we make this?" Like it's so over the top that it's like there's I'm not scared for anything. Nothing's at stake because yeah, you know, they're not going to leave the Earth like this with ice frost giants running around you know i don't think we ever thought that with with most things that the earth would be changed that yeah but i mean i guess i keep comparing it to like dark rain right that went on forever yeah yeah but this is this is not designed to go on forever dark rain was thank goodness 16 month thing you know well right that's what i mean but it all led from secret invasion because of what happened in secret invasion then it had the the ripple effects of dark rain for a long long time yeah. these things are like let's see how crazy we can make this and then a ton of money because of all these tie-ins journey of the mystery new agents of atlas uh strike force war scrolls i mean what is all this well but we don't need to read all that stuff because we've got this main part and we can kind of guess oh I know those are going to be just showing more of these battles that Andy likes so much. So I think we'll be okay, you know? The only one I was interested in picking up was whatever one that uh, Punisher was in. Oh, his own, Punisher, right? Yeah, but we know what Punisher's journey has been, so I feel like it's just going to really elaborate on that. And you said you didn't really want Punisher in here anyways. That, that's true. Yeah, but I, I mean, <laughs> you're right, you're right. Because really the only- Andy, you're being illogical. <laughs> The only one I was really interested in was the X-Men one because we've only seen Wolverine because most other X-Men are considered killed. So this X-Men one should show the ones that are not considered killed. So I might I might go back and read that those. Oh, that'd be cool. That is a that is true. Like we have not seen any of the X-Men in here. You're right. Cuz they all dead, boo. Why are they all dead? They had that big battle with Legion and X-Men and they're all believed to be dead, but that whole Age of X-Men thing is going on right now. Oh, oh. Is that issue, Uncanny issue 20? Well, no, those those issues now are showing the X-Men that are still alive here on Earth. 
Okay. I'm behind on my X-Men, obviously. That's all right. That's all right. Well, I'm sorry that you're not enjoying this as much as I am, but that's okay because not everything is for everyone. We will make sure to get you some Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur delivered promptly to Louisiana (laughs) so you can enjoy your comics. I don't know why you would. I, I don't know why you would be so vulgar and crass to tell me that that's what I'm going to be enjoying. <laughs> well, I just know that they're not as violent as this book. The art is much different, and there is a lot of talking. There is a lot of talking. <laughs> oh, oh, dinosaur! What should I do in school today? I'm just the smartest person in the Marvel universe, and I'm only 13 years old. Ho ho ho! <laughs> I find that demeaning. <laughs> I find her demeaning. So any oh, you know what? I read an article on CBR about the top ten smartest. It wasn't an article; it was a list. The top ten smartest individuals in the Marvel universe, and they listed her as number one. She was number one. That's crazy and insulting. It is. It's so ridiculous. Just ridiculous. Yeah, it is ridiculous. Well, I've got a couple a couple other things to hit up if you have a couple minutes. Yes, I do. Yeah, before Tina's. Yeah. Did you watch Jessica Jones season three? I have not. No, I haven't even finished season two. Well, season two, season two was also terrible. So, you... so what? Tell me about this season three. I was actually thinking about canceling my Netflix. Uh, I'm only on episode four because I think that once they announced the cancellation, my excitement for these shows just waned. You know, like, well, this doesn't really count. So I'm just right. not super excited for it. It's been out for a couple weeks, and you know, I, I'm usually done the weekend <laughs> of. So I just wasn't sure so if you'd seen it or not. Is it good? I mean, I, I heard it focuses on Trish, right? Yeah, there's a lot of – I mean, I'm, like I said, I'm only four issues, four episodes in. But, yeah, there's a lot of Trish. There's a lot of everyone but Jessica. And Jessica Jones is a solo. You know, this is not – this shouldn't be a team book. But it's, it's actually right. like a team book. So there's a lot of, uh, let's look at the lawyer's life, and let's look at the assistant's life, and uh, I don't really care about that stuff. I'm watching the show because I read a comic book called Alias or Jessica Jones, and I want to see these adventures come to life on screen. So, well, you're, you're making me more interested in delving into the life. <laughs> like, I love Jessica Jones season three. It was amazing. <laughs> well, all right. Well, wait, let me ask you, like, because if your interest waned because they canceled it, is your interest waning in the Uncanny X-Men book because they're going to cancel that? Well, no, my it's waning because they're basically saying, you know, these Netflix shows, they don't really take place in the MCU. They don't really count. That's the feeling that I'm getting because with with them not being on Netflix anymore, with the shows being canceled... It's looking more than likely that these shows never mattered and that these characters will eventually one day be introduced in the MCU proper. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Yeah. And Jessica Jones season two was just so awful. Season three, I was never really excited for. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, season two, it it is tough to get through. Like with the mom and everything, it's like, Uh, what? Right. There's no reason to make the mom a superhero or villain or anything. It could have been a three-episode season. (laughs) <laughs> so what else you what else you got on the dock? well something i think you're probably excited for but you'll probably i can't, I can't wait uh what about far from home coming out on tuesday well <laughs> listen to his excitement <laughs> folks 
I just, uh, I did not really enjoy Homecoming all that much. Mm-hmm. And so this one looks like, give me him fighting street level. I don't need the gadgetry. I don't need multidimensional. I don't need the giant elementals or, like, I don't want him fighting giant stuff. That doesn't make sense to me. You're more so, you know, let's have Spider-Man versus uh, Doc Ock or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Um, you know, I would love to see him, like, with the chameleon. I would love to see him with the enforcers. I mean, just, like, the rose. Like, something. You know what I mean? Like, let's do let's do something that, that makes sense for... Or, you know, Craven. That would be awesome. Oh, I would love to see sick. that. That would be sick. Yeah, I mean, can you imagine, like, him having to hide the whole time because he's being hunted down? Oh. Like... For the the amount of emotion that that would and the toll it would take on him as Spider Man and what he would learn through that, I mean that'd be that'd be amazing. Or the Hobgoblin, even I would take the Hobgoblin. Um, you know, yeah, let's do that instead of these wild, outlandish things. So I don't know. I'm not super looking forward to it. Um, I'm I guess I'm nervous because I don't want to be disappointed, and so therefore I'm not looking forward to it. So if I was looking forward to it, I think there would be a higher chance of being disappointed. You know what I mean? Sure. It's, a, it's a defense mechanism. Right. <laughs> You're funny. You're just a funny guy. <laughs> no, I mean, what do you think? What, what, what are you thinking? Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it because it's going to be the first movie after Endgame. So this will present any fallout that we have from Endgame. Mysterio has always been one of my favorite Spider-Man villains. Uh, it looks like they're going to have a different take on him. There is a rumor that Chameleon might be in this movie, now that you say that. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm really kind of looking forward to the fallout from Endgame to see what what's mentioned or, or uh, things like that. I mean, we, we have our tickets for Tuesday, because it comes out on Tuesday instead of Friday, because it's over 4th of July weekend. So we're going at noon on, tu- noon on Tuesday. <laughs> right on. Yeah. Well, yeah, let me know how it is, and um, we are actually traveling. We're flying out on f- the Friday, so I don't know. I'm going to try to see it. I'm going to try to see it. If it's on a Tuesday, so noon on Tuesday is when you're seeing it? That's when we're seeing it, but it comes out at midnight uh, Tuesday morning. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. So, but Jennifer wanted to sleep in. I would have been ready to go to the 7 o'clock showing, you know? Yeah. Ridiculous. Ugh. I wonder if there's still tickets. I'll have to see. Maybe I'll, I'm supposed to be working Tuesdays and Thursdays, but maybe I might I might change that. Change that. Well, and uh, also, did you hear that they're re-releasing Endgame this weekend? With bonus footage. I, I did. And so what is this bonus footage? Well, it sounds like it's supposed to be a six-minute scene that was never finished. There's supposed to be some after-credits stuff, and there's talk that there might be a mini Stan Lee uh, kind of in remembrance thing with his various performances. Really? I mean, it's it's really to get it over the hump and beat Avatar is what it is. Oh yeah, and I'm all for that. Yeah, it's so close, and it's a shame that you know it's just had so much really good competition that it hasn't been able to do it because it should have been able to beat it easily. But we'll see i don't know if this will even be enough like will this be enough to generate it's like 35 million dollars away from beating avatar is a re-release with seven minutes of extra footage going to be enough or not though oh of course it is of course it you is. think 
Yes, absolutely. We'll see. I mean, but also it beat... So Avatar was re-released with extra footage. And Endgame without footage has already beat Avatar before its re-release. So it's technically already beaten Avatar. Does that make sense? Oh, as, as the first release? Yeah, but then Avatar got re-released and it made another 35 to 40 million. Those jerks. We don't need that. That movie's stupid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And speaking of Spider-Man, your favorite character, what do you think about J.J. Abrams writing this Spider-Man limited series? Oh, good question. You know what? When they were doing that, that 4 3 two, one thing, I thought it was pretty cool. Um... But when the announcement came, I was like, oh, well, okay, that's fine. Um, I think it's cool that uh, they can, you know, that they can they can do that and try new things. I'll always read a Spider-Man limited series, so that's cool. And I like J.J. Abrams. Um, but I'm kind of glad that it's not a new ongoing. But if things work out, then they could always do an ongoing, you know? Mm-hmm. So, anyway, what do you think? Uh, I don't really have any thoughts on it because I'm not a... Isn't J.J. Abrams a Star Wars guy? He did Star Trek first. He did Lost. Um, I think he did Fringe. Yeah. Right? But yeah, he did He he did Star Wars now. He's doing Star Wars. I haven't seen Star Trek, Lost, or Star Wars. So. Oh, the first, the first Star Trek is good, man. You should watch that. Jennifer would like it. Wait, oh, the Star Trek movie? With yeah. the time-traveling Spock? Yeah, yeah. Did not like what really yeah not a fan we tried i thought for sure because it has thor in it uh well he wasn't thor then right that's true yeah (laughs) all right you want to hit the tinas yes let's do the tinas all right let's do it all right the tina awards welcome back to the tina awards now if you are unfamiliar with the Tina Awards, this is the part of the show where, obviously, we we take pieces of the comic books that we reviewed and we match them up with Tina Turner songs. Why not? Who wouldn't? Who wouldn't do this? And so basically what's going to happen is I'm going to say one of mine. I have three of them. Actually, I have many of them. Oh. Uh, I could do more than three. There was a lot to choose from here. Um, but you're going to try to pick why I said it, what it relates to, and then uh, vice versa. Right. I also, so are, are you ready? Yes, I have three as well. Okay. Um, let's see here. Which one should I do first? All right. It Takes Two. All right, it takes two. I'm going to go with Freya and Odin battling the bad guys together. No, that's a good guess. Oh, it takes two. Uh, it takes two. <laughs> two Thors? Right, two Thors. Yep. At the end of issue five, Jodie Foster. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Jane uh, grabbing that other weapon, which I don't know which one it was. <laughs> awesome. All right, what you got, man? All right, we've got Baby, I'm a Star. Before the night is through, you will see my point of view. Even if I have to scream and shout, Baby, I'm a Star. Oh, you might not know it now, but baby, you'll find out I'm a Star. Oh, and I wanna stop until I reach the top. Sing it! Okay, Baby, I'm a Star. Is this because Thor is inside the sun? Yes. <laughs> All right. Thor yes. is literally in a star. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, you should be able to get this. Let's see here. Not enough romance. Not enough romance. I'm going to say the romantic interlude between Freya and Odin. Yes, and actually I like that, and so I wish there was more of that. I'm surprised you like that. Why? Why? Well, I mean, based on some of your previous logic, I had assumed you would say, ah, oh, who who has time to talk like this while they're fighting? Like, they're trying to save their lives. <laughs> <laughs> make me laugh sorry i was that was a that, that's what i like i like i like the character elements of this i didn't see them there's not much good there are not many good character elements of this but you like that one yeah i like that one. yeah yeah absolutely i want more of that okay all right well good all right what's your what's your second one love is a beautiful thing Is it when that guy was macking on She-Hulk, that ogre guy? No, don't answer that. That's not a real guess. Is it Freya and Odin? It is! I also love that. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, some common ground here between you and I. (laughs) It's rare. (laughs) It is rare. All right, uh, my last one. Back where you started. Back where you started, I'm going to say that that was because you made the big point to say that none of this has any bearing and the Marvel Universe will go right back to where it was after this. Uh, that's sort of right. That's sort of right. It's it's after all this, after all Jason, uh, Jason Aaron's run and everything, Thor is going to be just back where he started before Jason was playing with him. Yeah. So, you know, I think this is a, a good send-off and, you know, it's probably good for the Thor for 
the character to be picked up by somebody else. I hope, actually, he's picked up by somebody else. I would hate to have this giant thing and then have Jason Aaron still writing the book. But I don't. I haven't looked in the previews, so I don't know what's in the solicitations. I think you could write Thor. You'd be great at writing Thor. Oh, shucks. Thank you. Yeah, now that I'm working less, good, <laughs> There man. you go. Quitter. Why not? Okay. <laughs> Last one is Look Me in the Heart. Look me in the heart If you think that love is blind Baby, look me in the heart And you see that I'm so crazy about you, baby It's not in my mind Can't you look me in the heart Look me in the heart Look me in the heart Is this... This is going to sound gross... Is this because Malekith stabbed Odin at the end of uh, issue five, and so you can see his heart? Say that one more time. Malekith stabbed Odin. No. And you can just see his heart. No. no. Oh, okay. Um, is it because Daredevil can basically see everybody's pain? <laughs> no. You got one more guess. <laughs> There was a giggle in there. <laughs> <laughs> is it is it because Jane Foster something? No, it was because Malekith stabbed Brunhilde, the Valkyrie, right in the heart. Oh, oh, I was close. Okay, <laughs> uh, all right, I was closer than I thought I was. Yeah, if we had a couple more hours, you would have got it. <laughs> I don't think I ever would have got that. I'd have to open up the book and be like, let's see, page by page. <laughs> Well, I thought I was on a roll, but you definitely beat me this time. Oh, that's okay. We haven't done these for a while, so a little rusty. That is true. All right. So anything else uh, before we wrap up? Oh, we are good to go. Okay. All right. Well, this is the M6P. Thank you for listening. You can email us at m6plsc at gmail.com. You can visit our website, theM6P.com, and follow us on Twitter at theM6P. Follow us on all social media, especially on Facebook, at the M6P, and give us a call next time and be a part of our show at 616-755-TINA. And we are sponsored by DCB Service, Discount Comic Book Service, DCBService.com, the best place on the internet for all your single-issue orders. 40% off, DCBService.com. We're also sponsored by Community Retail Partnership, CRPSavings.com. For all of your Office Depot needs, you can check out CRPSavings.com. They offer a fantastic discount membership for Office Depot. Check them out. As well as all your internet needs, whether you want to build a website or get your name out there on the internet and have stuff appear when people do a Google search. Look up Darren. Not Darren. Look up Michael Web Solutions. <laughs> look up MichaelWebSolutions.com for all those needs. And lastly, check out TheMarvelousBox.com. At The Marvelous Box, for $25 a quarter, you get over $100 of Marvel graphic novels shipped right to your front door. It's a blind box subscription service that we'd love you to take part in. So check out themarvelousbox.com. All right. Well, until next time, this is the M6P.